Welcome to a special interview episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Timonini. On today's episode, I'm in conversation with Diane Phelan, who is currently touring the country, playing Cinderella in the Broadway national tour of Into the Woods. Diane has been a part of this production, dating back to its first days on Broadway last summer. Not only was she the understudy for Cinderella, but also she understudied Little Red, both of Cinderella's stepsisters and her stepmother, as well as Rapunzel. She eventually took over as Cinderella on Broadway in the final weeks of the production. Into the Woods is currently playing here in Orlando at the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts through Sunday, June 11th, Tony Awards Sunday. We talk about that. And of course, me being who I am, I am seeing it not only tonight, Tuesday night, as you are hearing this, or at least when it's released, I'm also seeing it again on Saturday. But I was really thrilled to talk to Diane, not only about Into the Woods and Stephen Sondheim, but also about what it's been like to be a part of this production, going from Broadway, heading out on the road, seeing so many different Broadway stars coming in and out of the show at various points, and carrying the mantle not only of sharing Into the Woods and Stephen Sondheim with the country, but also putting her own spin and Sondheim spin on the iconic character of Cinderella. We get into all of that in our conversation, and of course I will have information on how you can purchase tickets to see Into the Woods at the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts in Orlando through Sunday, June 11th. But with all of that out of the way, here's my conversation with Diane Phelan. Well, first off, Diane, welcome to Central Florida. I know you are coming from a week off. I don't know where you're coming from. If it's New York, I'm sorry for the heat and humidity while you're here, but I hope that you uh, enjoy your time here in Central Florida over the next few days. Thank you. It's very sunny. Yeah, yes, for better or for worse, we are sunny uh, down here. I am absolutely thrilled that Orlando is the only Florida stop for the End of the Woods tour. I saw it three times in New York, first at City Center and twice on Broadway. So I'm ecstatic to be able to see it both on Tuesday night as we're recording, and then I'll be back on Saturday uh, as well. But what I don't think people really understand is that in generations gone by, it was not uncommon for a big group of a Broadway cast of a show to go out on tour with the production. However, it doesn't really happen that much anymore, especially when you have multiple people, multiple stars from the show coming with it, including two Tony winners. Um, but what has that been experience been like when you're transferring, not everybody, but a good chunk of the Broadway production onto the road in terms of just like getting into the rhythm of, of doing a show on tour that can be pretty herky jerky when you're traveling from one city to another. You know, people have said that we seem to be a really well-oiled machine. And I would say that has held up because, um, you know, most most of the entire cast has at one point other, or another performed on Broadway. Um, and it just, there's a lot of joy and there's a lot of camaraderie and there's a lot of... We, we're getting to know each other even more and more well. We just love to play with each other. And, and you know, everybody is, I would say these folks are at the top of their game. So we're coming in and we're just excited to do it. And it's fun. And, you know, we do fall into a rhythm and we find it. And we know we know what it's like when it, we kind of hit the pinnacle. And so we're always striving for that vibe, um, that vibration. So I would say it's been, you know, the... It's been funny going from weeks on to weeks off and to weeks back on. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, there's definitely a rhythm um, that feels like we have to try to find our stride like with anything. But, you know, it's a group of champs, truly. Yeah. You talk about this idea of 
this group having fun playing together. And obviously, like you said, you're all pros, you're all professionals, you've all done this before. But in a show, I wonder like this, because this did start as an essential, essentially a staged concert at mm -hmm. City Center. Do you have a little bit more freedom to play around and experiment with you know, whether it's a character or the way you're going to uh, sing a certain line or do a line reading, because maybe it's it is a lot of, for lack of a better term, park and bark and and not nearly as much choreography and moving and set changes and things like that that gives you kind of a little bit more freedom to really dive into a character a different way on a Tuesday than you would have on a Wednesday the previous week. You know, I will say that there's there's kind of a middle ground with what you're talking about. Yes, it was staged as a as a, you know, to to you know, feature just James Lapine's and Stephen Sondheim's lyrics mm -hmm. and music. Um, so that's, we're very story forward, but there is a, there's a substantial amount of rhythm. There's a substantial amount of where the show's going. There's a journey that has to happen. So there's places we do have to hit um, and some things have been set, but I, I also feel that this team, the creative team has given us a lot of freedom to, you know, really make sure we're, authentic to who we are that day. You know, you're not the same every day. You're going to, something's going to feel different. And I think it's kind of exciting for us when you're on stage with somebody in there, you're like, Oh, I, I see that you're feeling this day, <laughs> just a little bit, you know? <laughs> so, you know, I think there's a, there's a, it's a, a middle ground. There's yes, we are kind of beholden to something and, but yes, there is room to play. And it's interesting. You talk about the fact that like, you as a human being are different from one day to another. And, and obviously you have to go in and, and play Cinderella, no matter what you are bringing to that performance each night, you've been living in her skin for, you know, in different ways for, I think almost a year now, um, whether that's been on stage or, or standing by or understanding or whatever, we, there are so many versions of Cinderella. Um, yes. and I, there, there's another version of Cinderella literally leading another Broadway show right now. Um, but yes. what, what makes this version of Cinderella, not just into the woods, Cinderella, but your Cinderella and into the woods, uh, maybe different from some of the other versions that people might be familiar with. Well, to begin with, I think that what's fun about the Cinderella is that you get to peek behind the curtain of the story. You know, you get to see why sh why the shoe gets left. <laughs> you get to see her, the machination of of her brain of being like, well, what what's the story behind you know happily ever after with the prince, which is always fun to see in our in the classic tales that make up the mythology of our you know our our culture and our stories. Um, and the other thing that hurts for me personally is that I find that this character goes from such a such a huge arc in the beginning she's somebody who like a lot of life has happened to her and she wants and wishes for things but she's trying to figure out how to make them happen and by the end without giving away too much of the story although i'm <laughs> feeling like people know the story already yeah you know she she really kind of takes charge she really kind of takes charge of her life. She takes charge of, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to fix this problem? She becomes an adoptive mother, essentially, to some young ones. Um, and she she makes some really specific decisions about her life that are on her terms. Um, she's not a little girl anymore having things happen to her. She's not a princess running and trying to figure out, you know, having people tell her what to do. Um, or even living happily ever after, she gets to decide what happily ever after is. And for me, 
there is such a satisfaction of being able to take that journey with her from the beginning and then find the places where she finds her voice, she makes a decision and she, you know, rejoices in it or, oh, we got to, you know, work through that challenge and then where she comes at the end of it. It's, it's, it's exhausting, but it's, it's really satisfying to go through such a huge arc in the story. When you go through the day-to-day of you bring something different from your life to this role, do you find pieces of you that are different from one performance to another, whether it's what you're putting forward or how the show impacts you from day to day? Uh, Is it one where you kind of look at the joy of life and determining your own happily ever after? Or is I'm interested how you being different from day to day is impacted by the show as well? Yeah, getting in there deep, Matt. Yes, these questions are good. Um, I, you know, I think as an actor, you know, first of all, as an actor, you're trying to figure out where you fit in, you know, where, where you um, resonate with this character. But because of what Sanheim has written, um, I would say that that's the thing about what Sanheim has written. Everybody says, oh, on a different day, this line jumps out to me. That On a different day, that line jumps out to me. And for me, you know, yeah, different things will get me in different parts of my life, depending on what I'm going through. And, you know, No One Is Alone is a song that will wreck you if you're not ready. <laughs> um, there's days where my scene partner, Katie Garrity, is just looking at me being like, oh, boy. Here we <laughs> go. I'm barely making it through this song and there's times where she's barely going to make it through. So we, you know, we kind of left to each other afterwards and be like, Oh yeah, I have that, that kind of day, huh? And I'm like, yep. But what's great is we're both, you know, we both kind of go, where's she today? And we're both there for each other. <laughs> Cause that, that is a very hard song to get through when you have a lot on your mind. Well, and you kind of talk about the brilliance of Sondheim's uh, lyrics. And that is obviously clearly supported by the music. And that's why uh, mm-hmm. he is the the genius that he was. Uh, those things work so well together. But Into the Woods was the first new production to kind of come to Broadway after his passing company had been on pre-pandemic and then came back. And obviously, mm-hmm. and now we've got Sweeney Todd and Merrily's coming back. And the new show, whose name I can't remember, is going to open off Broadway uh, in the fall. But for a lot of people, Into the Woods is their first introduction to Stephen Sondheim, not only if they see a production, whether it's a tour or a regional or a school yeah. production, but because of that iconic PBS recording of the original Broadway production. But as a musical theater performer and someone who is doing a Sondheim show, is there any kind of, I don't know, responsibility that you feel, especially now that he's gone to like help pass on this, you know, what has become a sacred text for generations of musical theater fans? Yeah, you definitely feel... Um you definitely feel like something momentous is is happening. And you know, at this point, I feel like you trust your company, you trust your, you know, there so much of his team has been around. Um and he he like okayed so much of this production. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's so much of him still here. Like it just feels like he's in the room. Um, so I will say that part of it feels like, okay, we're, it's more of a joyous thing to be able to bring it. But on a personal level for me, you know, I just feel there's an awe and there's a feeling, a humbled feeling, a feeling very lucky that I get to be a mouthpiece for, I mean, when I, for, for me, when I sing No One Is Alone, like that song to me just feels like his, the essence of Stephen Sondheim and his wisdom and heart distilled <laughs> into a piece of yeah. art is 
that song, like, I feels like it's a mouthpiece from him. And so I just try to stay out of the way. I just try to deliver the message <laughs> as clearly um, and as unobstructedly and without my own stuff as possible. I'm just trying to get to the pureness of what he's trying to say and, and pl just play what he's written. And, you know, that's that's just my job to be kind of a conduit to be a channel for that. So um, it's 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 really humbling. It's it's joyful and it's 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 really heart heart. It touches my heart a lot to be able to do yeah. that. What was your first introduction to Into the Woods? Was it a school production or regional production or was it that original PBS live capture or, uh, or whatever? But it was the PBS live capture. I remember watching it in high school. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a, it was a theater class. So something you were already interested in theater before you saw it. It wasn't like, oh, I this random thing that somebody showed me and it unlocked a door or something. Well, yeah, it, you know, yeah, it was something that kind of I got to know and it was it was this there in the periphery. It was it didn't quite catch capture my attention then. Um because there were other things I was really interested in as an Asian American performer. I was like, oh my gosh, Miss Saigon. <laughs> so, you know, it was it was that kind of a thing. Um, but then as I got older and really the opportunities as Broadway really um leaned into diversity and casting and the possibility of me being, a, you know, it was more probable for me to be able to play any of these roles than it was when I was first learning about it. It Then I became really interested and I really, really wanted to play Cinderella. It was just like, oh, she's so interesting and funny. She's just not your typical princess, you know? And I think that's what drew me to it afterwards. Yeah. Well, and the history of in this production first from encores to Broadway and now with you on tour is that this has been a, a actress of color in this role. Um, and it, forgive me if I'm, if there were some understudies or standbys that jumped in there at some point, but I think, you know, principally has been a woman of color throughout the entire run of this show yes. in its different incarnations. What, what does that bring to this story? Because traditionally across however many different centuries of storytelling uh, uh, around Cinderella. We've thought of her as a, as a, as a white woman, often blonde because of the Disney, yeah. you know, the movie or whatever. <laughs> but in this production where there are different people of uh, different colors and different sizes and all of these different things in this production, how does her being somebody uh, of color kind of change the message that audiences are, see are seeing on a nightly basis? Well, hopefully the message isn't quite changed. And I, what I would Good. hope is that audiences coming through aren't like, oh, wow, it's so different because it's a Filipino American woman telling it. I think what's, what is something to take away is that, oh, a Filipino American woman can be royalty. Oh, hmm. we can't see her as the lead of a show. Oh, she's not just playing the funny sidekick. She's not just playing a nurse or a maid or, you know, somebody in Miss Saigon. Um, you know, I think I think that's what I would hope people would take away from it, that they would be like, oh, that's something I don't usually see. And then just get into the story and be fascinated by the story and then later realize like, oh, I guess, well, the woman I saw was was played by either, you know, a black woman or an Asian American woman. And that's something that's possible in the future. You know, I will say that there's been so many um, young women of color who reached out to me and said, thank you for the representation. And, you know, the only thing that I have done is just persevered to be here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to <do it. laughs> and not kind of let um, previous things deter me. 
so, you know, I guess that's that's something in itself. But, you know, you also have to thank the teams um, who who made a commitment to saying like, hey, we're going to we're going to make sure we do some out of the box casting because this will impact how diversity impacts how we we as a country see ourselves going forward. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and even that perseverance, I mean, it's not dissimilar from what Cinderella goes through. She starts out the show thinking this is a thing that I want. Like, I'm assuming you did. Like, I want to you know, be a, a theater performer. I want to be on Broadway or whatever. And when you get it, you kind of have to sometimes change what your expectations are for what your dream was at one point. And like you said earlier, Cinderella has to determine what her happily ever after looks like, which I'm sure not only just coming out of the pandemic, but on a daily and weekly basis, all actors have to figure out what their next step is in life. So while you might say you just yeah. persevered, like I think there is a, a lot of corollaries between that for any performer and the character of Cinderella. Wow. Yeah, you're hitting it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if there's any dramaturg opening uh, spots on the tour, please feel free to let me know. Um, but <laughs> you've talked about all that. We've talked about all like the different people who have come in, not only to this role, but to a lot of the other roles, because this was originally going to be a pretty limited run on Broadway. And then uh, a lot of the cast changed over. There's been um, some pretty fun folks come in and out of this cast uh, in and out, both oh, yeah. on tour and on Broadway yes. to as someone who's been a part of it from, you know, the beginning of when it came on Broadway, what has it been like to see, you know, some pretty fantastic talents come into this show, whether it's for a short time or for a long time uh, and just kind of see them add their different stamps to these roles, whether it's, you know, for a, a six month run or for a six week run? Well, you know, everybody in this show, no matter who you were, got nine days to learn. This oh, show. God, this show of all shows, too. Yes. So it's been a great equalizer. <laughs> and what what I have most noticed is that these amazing luminaries that are coming in and doing it is the grace and the perseverance <laughs> with which they um, take this incredibly impossible task <laughs> and make it gold and get on stage and do it. And it's given me so much um, like learning, like I've learned so much by watching each of them come in there and do their thing and the and their process and the way they come in and do it and the way they battle you know the fear and the you know the dealing with the dealing with lyrics and the music and oh my gosh we, we gotta what <laughs> um and just just watching each of them do it has been really uh it's been really life affirming and just being like, wow, these people are brave. <laughs> these people are, um, you know, if they're scared, they get through it. They know how to, they're, they're, they're skilled and they're experienced and they know how to use those and leverage them so that they lean on those kinds of things. So when you see them and sometimes they've only, you know, they've had a short period of time and they get up there and do it. That's, that is the magic. They're, they're luminaries for a reason <laughs> because yeah, it's not easy to do what they all have done. Um, and so when it was my time to do it, <laughs> just, I was just like, well, okay, we're all, you know, it's created, um, it created a bond because like, we just want to support each other. We know how hard it is. So you do, you'll do anything for this group of people, you know, you'll just be like, well, I gotta, I gotta do whatever it is I need to do to keep these balls in the air 
because everybody else is doing that too. So we're going to come in and do the best we can and give it our all. <laughs> That's all you can do. That's all you can yeah. do. You you talk about all these luminaries and they just won their luminaries because they're incredibly talented, but you know, them putting in the work. Although I do feel like the central couple in this show, they had a little bit of an unfair advantage compared to everybody else who only had nine days, considering that Stephanie and Sebastian have a bit of chemistry offstage yeah. in addition to what they have on stage. <laughs> That's such a unique thing. And obviously they've done shows together before and a, a lot of married couples or you know couples in whatever fo- form or fashion have done shows together. But to be leading a, a, a tour like this for people of their stature and their luminescence, uh, to borrow yeah. your term, like... What has it kind of been like to to witness those two going about this journey together, both on stage and off? Gosh, they are so down to earth. They are just the most down to earth, sweet human beings you could ever know. So it's, you know, you, I I just can't say enough good things about them. I just, I just <laughs> adore them so much. Yeah, they, you know, they, they put in the work. It's hard. Everything is hard. Being on the road is hard and they, they're making it happen. It's just, they're just lights out there. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll wrap up with a couple of real quick questions here. This is Tony's week uh, and Into the Woods is nominated for a number of Tony Awards. Um, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, like you guys will get off stage from your Sunday matinee at like four o'clock. So unless a bunch of you jump on a plane really quickly and get back to New York uh, that evening, are you going to be watching the Tonys together? Or are you going to be doing any kind of, of celebration before you hit the road to the next stop? Or are, is it out that night and, and onto the next city or anything like that? Oh, we're all spending the night here so okay. that we watch it Amazing. together. Yeah. <laughs> any, any, is it just a, a big, uh, you know, hang out at a hotel or an Airbnb or whatever? Or do you have any fun special plans uh, lined up for Sunday night? I don't know. I think something is in the works. So... Some somebody posting something, yeah. Yeah, I, I would imagine that somebody from the from the company uh, on stage or off will be able to come up with something creative for y'all to do to uh, to yeah. to watch the awards. But um, you have that on Sunday night. Uh, yes. Obviously, you just came off of of a week off. But do you have any other plans while you're here in Central Florida? Are, are, is Cinderella going to be visiting the castle or anything <laughs> else? What what is what is on the docket other than the shows at the Dr. Phillips Center? Oh, I, I wish I mostly have to spend my time kind of, um, saving myself for the evening just because we have these weeks on and weeks off, it gets a little, you know, it gets a little hectic, but I know the rest of the, the company is going to Disney at some point this week, which is really exciting. Everyone's excited. So, I mean, I'm just going to be taking in, you know, the palm trees and the sunshine from indoors for a little bit <laughs> that, that seems fair seems fair. maybe they can yeah. get you like a uh, one of the little stuffed mice or something from uh from disney to go along with the C- cinderella stuff well uh, diane thank you so much for chatting about this. i obviously i i love the show i love this production I'm, I'm very excited to see you all tonight and uh have a great run here in central florida good luck on sunday with the tonys and for the rest uh for the rest of the run of the tour okay thank you matt really appreciate it 